Welcome to today's podcast. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right now, Fernando Alcoholic, November 28th for Daily Reflections. Attraction, not promotion. Through many painful experiences, we think we have arrived at what the policy ought to be. It is the opposite of many ways of usual promotional practice. We found that we had to rely upon the principle of attraction rather than promotion. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 180-81. The principle of attraction rather than promotion. While I was drinking, I reacted with anger, self-pity, and defiance against anyone who wanted to change me. All I wanted then was to be accepted by another human simply as I was, and curiously, that is what I found in AA. I became the custodian of this concept of attraction, which is the principle of our fellowship's public relations. It is by attraction that I can best reach the alcoholic who still suffers. I thank God for having given me the attraction of a well-planned and established program of steps and traditions. Through humility and the support of my fellow male sober members, I have been able to practice the AA way of life through attraction, not promotion. I want to thank God for the municipal court system, uh, my judge, my attorney that had the guts and the bladder to say, hey, you're pissing on all your your past promotions and everything. You're down in the mouth. You just, uh, you don't know what the score is in life. And I'm going to have the judge send you to AA and Anibus School because you are out of it. Thank God for the mercy, huh? And when I got to AA, I realized I was behind the eight ball. There were people that were panhandling for 15 years living out in the uh, a homeless situation and had gotten it together. Transcends that had 35 years of taking trains here and there, drinking a couple, speaking from the heart, from the soul, so much, um, so much cold, so much uh, suffering. And now they were eating these words and they, they served it to me where I can eat it without being judged. Uh, the delivery of Alcoholic Anonymous of the program, the 12-step program, it is, uh, it respects human nature. It respects the person made in God's image, even if that person doesn't know. Like love and tolerance, folks, uh, we give that quality. It, it gives that an anonymity quality of, of freedom, of not to be... Uh, humiliated with words through not put through the ringer but through humility of one speaking from the heart my fellow sober members I knew the love within the the program would help me I just knew it in my heart that whatever these got cats these people had they weren't they were going to walk me through it I just knew that and 
And they were, it spoke to me volumes that they were doing it for free. They were volunteers. They, they weren't getting paid. I just knew so many things by instinct. It was a safe haven, safe place. Um, I didn't want any more of the uh, acid and the acid that was raining out there in society. I had enough sense that I was very lucky to get, you know, come into these rooms. I just, I didn't want any more of what, trying to put life together by myself out there without the help of individuals. So I just want to thank God that God gives me the, my higher power gives me the, help me Lord, to communicate to you what words and the delivery, the format of deliverance, the way of life through attraction, not promotion. You know, when I went to AA for the first time, I never heard of it. You know, they didn't know there was such a thing. Anyway, I'd like to read you something right here. It's my favorite reading on page 116 of the 12 and 12 is, when we develop still more, we discover the best possible source of emotional stability to be God himself. We found that dependence upon his perfect justice, forgiveness, and love was healthy and that it would work where nothing else would. And that for me, folks, emotional stability, that's what uh, a 12-step program is. Overeaters Anonymous, N-A-C-A, S-A, (laughs) M-A, any kind of A will do. You know, because they, they found on the principle, you know, that uh, humbleness, humble people. All right, let's go ahead and move over to a little book, 24 hour a day for today, November 28. AA thought for the day. The AA way is the way of sobriety. AA is known everywhere as a method that has been successful with alcoholics. Doctors, psychiatrists, and the clergy have had some success. So many women have gotten sober all by themselves. We believe that AA is the most successful and happiest way to sobriety. And yet AA is, of course, not wholly successful. Some are unable to achieve sobriety and some slip back into alcoholism after they have had some measure of sobriety. Am I deeply grateful to have found AA? You bet. Meditation for the day. Gratitude to God is the theme of Thanksgiving Day. The pilgrims gathered to give thanks to God for their harvest, which was pitifully small. When we look around at all the things we have today, how can we help being grateful to God? Our families, our homes, our friends, our AA fellowship, all these things are free gifts of God to us. But for the grace of God, we would not have them. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may be very grateful today. I pray that I may not forget where I might be, but for the grace of God. You know, when we look around and see all the things, and you know, the turkey, uh, somehow back of my mind, you know, I am, I'm grateful and I am astonished at the... Uh, at the organized community that farmers are able to 
to cultivate and process millions and millions of turkeys and get them to the table. What an incredible system. You know, I know I grew up in a ranch. Well, I didn't grow up in a ranch, but we grew up outdoors and we spent a lot of time outdoors. And first thing you heard in the morning was chickens and horses and cows. And, um, the point I'm making with we had, as a young kid, we had a uh, I had a jump on my own uh, turkey. I don't know how old was I, but I must have been about 10 years old. And my job was to wrestle down a turkey and bring him to, to the back of the house where mom can cut his neck off. And we had an old refrigerator, one of the old ones like from the 50s that was round, round in the top, you know, and it was just, it didn't work. We had it out there, you know, usually store things in it. And I, my mom says, get on top of the turkey and hold his neck like a horse, you know. So I'm on top of that turkey, and that turkey is kicking and jumping. And she's turned to slot, to, to cut his neck, and that turkey just kicked and kicked and kicked me right off of him and started running around. She couldn't get that dull knife in his neck, and he, uh, he did cut it, and he was just having none of that. Um, I don't blame him. They were actually our pets, broke our hearts. Um, so I thought if I told my mom, hey, let's put him inside the refrigerator. And when he sticks his neck out, uh, I'll push the door in and hold him in. And I grabbed the hold of him. My mom opened the door and I threw him inside the old refrigerator outside. And I closed the door for a few seconds. And then I opened it slightly, and sure enough, he stuck his neck out to look around, and I slammed the door closed on his neck, and my mom got that knife, and she started shaving and shaving with that dull knife, finally cut his neck off, and I closed the door, and that refrigerator had a rumble. It was rumbling back and forth, sideways and everything, bum, 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 and it was just knocking all the way around and bum, 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 bum. Then it must have gone for about five minutes and bum, 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 bum. The poor bird was a blood bloodbath. Bloodbath. I opened the door and blood streamed out of the refrigerator. I had to wash it up and all that stuff. Then we boiled the water and uh, we took all the feathers off and stinking house it stunk the house you know it was just my little sister came home and she said well she came to feed the turkey from uh, school grade school and you know it she was sick for days she she said how could you kill my friends she will not eat the turkey she's laying down on the couch just holding the napkin on her mouth and ready to burp and throw up and she was just she saw us as savages. How can you do that to my friend, the turkey? Anyway, that was our turkey story. I always wanted to share that. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Our Father. Our, our meeting has ended for right now. I'm going to read the additional other readings in another podcast. Thank you so much for coming in today. Who woke us up this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Recording from the Grapevine, December 2017. Dear Grapevine, little short stories here. This one's called Sober Holidays by the Sea. I spent a few hours strolling on the beach today looking for shells that I can add to my growing collection. I gather up all the ones I could find with perfect little holes in them. These will be strung on fishing line and made into garlands for our Christmas tree. Finding uses for my shells will be a project for those many rainy days when the boys and I are captive in our home. There are shells that are so breathtaking in their beauty, seemingly without a flaw, but my true treasures are the broken ones. They're especially beautiful to me. It may be the color or shape that strikes me, but mostly it is the imperfections that I find endearing. They are symbols of the family I have found in AA. All of us, each coming in imperfect as we are, some rough around the edges, some shattered into pieces, these broken shards are the ones that I adore. They gradually be put together to grace my home this holiday in mosaic splendor. Maybe later in the years they'll be used on a wall, a tabletop, a birth bath, or fountain. I'm grateful for so many blessings now. AA promised a life beyond my wildest imagination. I don't know about that, but I can think of some pretty wild things to create. I had never been very artistic but to bring wholeness where there was once a broken shell now that is something i know a little bit about anastasia b from st petersburg florida beautiful next clip is thirsty teller the grapevine group in palm city florida has been meeting every thursday night for almost 30 years now including thanksgiving christmas and New Year's Day, a speaker reads an article from Grapevine, then shares his or her experience on the topic. Then we open the floor to discussion. We appreciate the variety of articles in the magazine. It helps us to share on different aspects of alcoholism and recovery and identify with AA's all ages backgrounds from all over the world. Our group loves it. I used to be the coffee maker for some 20 years 20 years ago but now i'm the group's treasurer i made a deposit at our bank recently and there was a new letter the friendly young woman smiled when she saw the name grapevine group on the deposit slip is that a wine tasting group she asked as if looking for me to extend an invitation well it used to be <laughs> it used to be i answered rather ironically in fact we're an alcoholics anonymous group the look on her face was unforgettable. She stared at me, open mouthed, and with both, and we both laughed. I don't think she was quite as interested in attending our meetings after that. Mike P. from Palm City, Florida. Our next clip is called Front Lines. As the year ends, I feel the need to defend intergroup offices as if they were my home group. 
Many AA members don't know what intergroup is or that they even exist. Hard to believe, but true. In our region, the intergroup office provides service for over 13 districts. They provide literature and information and a friendly voice over the phone, lovingly directing a caller to their first AA meeting. Just like the General Service Office Intergroup relies upon the contributions of AA groups to operate the sale of literature, pamphlets, and where and when is not enough to operate on, the Intergroup Office is on the front lines. This holiday season, I hope AA groups remember their Intergroup Offices when sending out contributions. I'm grateful for all the work my Intergroup Office does to carry the message. Anonymous. Our next little clip is called Cure for Insomnia. Insomnia. When I first got sober, I thought I'd never be able to get to sleep again. The transition from daily drinking to utterly sober seemed impossible. When I retired at night, I drift into worry, remorse, and morbid reflections. Whenever I complained in meetings about not being able to sleep, I was giving suggestions including saying, like, nobody ever die from lack of sleep. But here's an exercise that work and continues to work the best. At night, I mentally list the things I can be grateful for the day, for that day, in alphabetic order. This trick usually works for me. I seldom get as far as G. <laughs> KKL, KK, KK from Redondo Beach, California. Under a thin roof, I spend Last summer, I spent five weeks in San Miguel de Alante, Mexico, to ex escape the heat and hum humidity of Texas. One afternoon, I got a taxi to drop me off the 4.45 p.m. AA meeting. The man who was to lead the meeting was there, but he had forgotten his key to the building. I smugly took his inventory. I could just get another taxi back to my apartment, I thought to myself. But my higher power, a small inner voice, told me to hang loose not my strong suit. All of a sudden, a dark cloud appeared and began to dump rain in buckets. Neither of us had umbrellas, so we stood beneath a nearby uh, ficus tree, waiting for someone to show up with the key. At 5 p.m., another gentleman appeared. He had no key, so he joined us under the tree. At 5.15, a woman drove up. Luckily, she had a key, so we went inside and had our meeting. The four of us sat dripping wet, with knees almost touching in order to hear each other because of the thunder and pounding rain on the tin roof. It was so noisy. Our topic was working with other alcoholics. When the woman began to share, she told us of her recent breakup with her partner. She fought off tears and then began to weep, then openly sobbed. We felt her pain and understood her deep desire for a drink. I have not had a drink yet, and I am not going to either, she said through her tears. We closed the meeting with the serenity prayer. It was a meeting to remember. Four total strangers, four alcoholics, dripping wet, far from home, under a tin roof, sharing their experience, strength, and hope. Susan B. from Austin, Texas. Our next story is called Any Lengths. A member of our group, Jim A., recently celebrated 58 years of sobriety. He was the coffee maker when he was a newcomer at the Fern Hill Group in the middle of last century. 
He calls it not being an easy task. To ensure the coffee will be ready for the 8.30 a.m. meeting, he started making a coal fire in the furnace at 5 a.m. After the fire got going and developed a good draft, he started a second fire in a cast iron stove. He then placed a big pot of water up on the stove. When it came to a full boil, he poured that into a 40-cup drip pot. Any shortcuts, Jim said, and you'll have a smoke-filled meeting room with no coffee. He did this for six years until the meeting place installed an electric stove. Later, after the meeting accumulated some funds, an electric percolator was purchased. Jim said that's when the job, coffee job maker got a heck of a lot easier. From Bonnie W. Puyaloop, Washington. Puyaloop, Washington. Did you hear that? All right. Uh, I'm going to read some jokes here. It's called At Wits Ends at the back of the page. This one from Dan Age from Oceanside, California. He sends in, The bartender is confused, but lets it go for another two beers. But lets it go. Okay, hang on. Troublemaker. A guy walks into a bar and says urgently to the bartender, Give me a beer before trouble starts. He drinks his beer and orders another one. Again saying, Give me a beer before trouble starts. The bartender is confused but lets it go for another two beers. Then he finally asks, Hey man, when are you going to pay for those beers? The guy looked at him and said, Oh, now the trouble starts. Then angels and say, Come on. Very good, very good. Heard at a meeting, If gluttony is a deadly sin, I've been dead since Thanksgiving. Ha ha ha. Ed L. Wrightwood, California. It, that's kind of like dead, like last year's turkey, huh? All right, now, thank you very much. Praise Works, reading from the book, starting at page 178. Our next letter is called, God Changes My In-Laws. I have read all three of your books, and I am going to read Power and Praise again. It was the most difficult of all the books for me to accept. But on looking back, I realized I was not trusting God. Although I believed in Jesus, I was afraid to allow Him to handle my life. What I wanted was a made-to-order Jesus who would jump to my commands and do all I asked. Now I understand what the centurion meant when he told Jesus he was a man of authority and subject to authority. I have been in the service long enough to know that a good soldier will not question the, the validity of his commander's actions. He does what is told, he is told. Because he trusts his commander, he trusts that whatever his commander does, he can be trusted. In the same way, I should not order Jesus to do anything. I should present my needs to him, and since he is my commander, I should trust that he is taking care of everything. There is no joy in questioning the Lord and what he does. But what a joy to put my trust in him. When I look at my problems, I see God working in everything for my good. Once I have surrendered my problems to him, I want more information on how I can help in the foundation of praise ministry. I am a Methodist also and have studied a little about the beginning of the Methodist. This ministry 
to the souls in prison and hospitals sounds very much like the ministry of John Wesley and the early Methodists. For a long time, I have been praying for my older brother and his wife and my younger brothers that they will come, they will become Christians. Now I have surrendered them to the Lord for his safekeeping. I know he has taken care of them. I have been praying with my wife for her parents to accept Christ as their Savior. For quite a while, her parents have been nearly at each other's throats. The tension was terrible. My wife was so upset she was in tears whenever she talked about the bitterness between her parents. We finally agreed that because we had been praying for Jesus to touch them, God would work some good out of all of it. We thank God for taking control of the situation, and in five minutes we felt God's Spirit touch us and fill us with a wonderful glow and peace. We knew God was at work. The next day, my wife went to her parents' home to do the laundry. She said her parents were strangely happy, relaxed, and the atmosphere had changed. No more tension, but peace and love. We know the Lord is beginning a breakthrough in their lives. Every time we see them, they are happier than the last time. Praise the Lord, Brother Carruthers. I praise him with you. He is a great God. How wonderful he cares for us all. My comments. It is a very beautiful thing to see the simple childlike faith of, his, of this serviceman. He has comprehended the beauty there is in turning our problems over to God and trusting him. In our 20th century society, we have become accustomed to doing everything for ourselves. We feel compelled to solve every problem and to right every wrong. God in his mercy permits us to experience situations that we cannot change. In this situation, we learn to turn to God and to trust in him. He will do what we cannot do. He wants us to have faith in him, not in ourselves. Throughout the Bible, God looked for men and women who would believe him. When he found them, he accomplished marvelous things. If you want to be well-pleasing to God, accept the opportunities he gives you to show your faith in him. Remember that you were born where you were and when you were as part of God's plan for you. He knew, he knew you even before you were born, the nature of the problems you would have. He could have stopped your birth, but you were being prepared for his eternal use. This young soldier knows that no commander wants to have people around who complain and groan over the situation. The good commander is aware of what is going on on his unit. He wants the people under him to trust that he is doing the best he can do. God, our commander, wants us to believe that through Christ he is working in all our problems. The Holy Spirit does not bring his fruit of joy to the heart that is grumbling against God. If you want joy and peace in your life, be thankful and praise God for everything, and the Holy Spirit will do his part. Again, the good commander, Jesus, is aware of what he's going on on his unit. He wants the people under him to trust that he is doing the best he can. God, our commander, wants us to believe that through Christ, he is working in all our problems. The Holy Spirit does not bring his fruit of joy to the heart that is grumbling against God. 
If you want joy and peace in your life, be thankful and praise God for everything, and the Holy Spirit will do His part. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful words. And the scripture for this is, In your presence is fullness of joy, Psalm sixteen eleven. In your presence is fullness of joy. Our next letter is about a baby who wouldn't sleep. From the day we first brought our daughter home from the hospital, she had never slept more than three or four hours at a time. She was often awake all night and then fitful all day. She never slept more than eight hours a day from the day we were was born and usually only about six hours a day. The doctors could give us no explanation for the tense, upset disposition he, she had for the first two years of her life. Then I heard you talking on the radio about praising God for everything. I have never heard of such a thing. I was rocking our daughter as you talked, so I decided to try what you were saying. I thank God for our baby just as she was. I thought of the dozens of sleepless nights and agonizing days she had given us. I thank God for her as she twisted and squirmed on my lap. Suddenly, she relaxed and fell asleep. I put her in her crib and she slept for 12 uninterrupted hours. I could hardly believe it. That was several weeks ago and ever since she has slept for 12 hours or more every day. When she is awake, she is as happy as any baby I have ever seen. Words cannot express how thankful I am to God. I don't understand what happened, but it had to be a miracle. My comments. There are spiritual forces working in this world about which many Christians are unaware. Restless, unhappy people roam all over the world, not knowing about the peace Jesus came to bring. This mother touched the source of that peace when she entered into praise and released God's power to work a miracle for her little child. And he, Jesus, took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Mark 10.16 And he, Jesus, took the little children up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful story. Our next story or letter is called, My Guest Was Late. Thank you, thank you for your book, Prison of Praise. What a blessing. The Holy Spirit has truly used it in my life. For the first time, I can praise the Lord for all things without feeling as if I'm lying. I read your book a little over a week ago. I read it. Since then, my world has turned upside down as I praise Him for things that had previously made me unhappy. I see life in such a different light now. By the way, I read your book. I read your book in four hours while waiting for a friend to arrive. We hadn't set time for her visit, but it was getting late, and I was angry, thinking she wasn't coming. I thank the Lord for my anger and for her not coming. Then I realized she wasn't going to come until I finished the book. That's just what happened. We had a wonderful visit. I shared your book with her and thanked the Lord for his marvelous plan. I could go on and on, but I wanted to share what your book has done for me. There are many things I need to overcome. Now I know I will because God's timing is right.
my comments. I am often asked how we can thank the Lord for our sins. In order to thank the Lord for sins, we must first recognize the sin. It would be difficult to thank Him if we have not confessed it. We can be thankful for the sin only if we believe God is going to work something good out of it. I have known people to flippantly acknowledge a sin and carelessly say, Praise the Lord. If anyone adopts this careless attitude, he is overlooking a very important part of being thankful to God for all things. The scripture promises that God will work out all things for good to those that love God. Loving God is a very important part of praising Him and being thankful. If we love someone and realize that we are doing something that hurts Him, what are we going to try and do? Loving Him requires that we do our best to keep from hurting Him. We would, therefore, strive to find some way to help that person. If we love God, we will do everything possible to keep from becoming involved in anything that we understand to be wrong. Anything less than doing our best shows a lack of love. We should not allow ourselves to fall into condemnation when we have done the best that we know how to do. Even for human beings that we love, we can only do what we are able to do. Beyond that, we must trust God and believe He will make up for what we cannot do. We must be in harmony with the scriptures that says, Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Ecclesiastes 9.10 Our Christian living requires that in the midst of our praise, we show our love for our Heavenly Father. If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14.15 If you love me, keep my commandments. Our next letter is called, My Mother. I'm filled with thanksgiving for your two books. I will explain why. My mother runs a house of prostitution. For several years, I have lived in such a shame and and self-pity that I have not wanted to go outside my own home. My husband's work is in the city, and we could not leave. I felt like a prisoner in my own home. I was ashamed to go to the grocery store or even to church. I felt so ashamed of my mother. My dear husband kept telling me that, It wasn't me, so I shouldn't keep thinking about it, but I couldn't help myself. I prayed often for God to deliver me from the horrible burden, but it wouldn't go away. Then a friend gave me your books. I laughed and cried as I read them. A beautiful peace came into my heart as I realized that God could take even my mother's present occupation and use it to do something good. I really believe that He is going to lead her to Christ. I am very thankful that God is doing something for my mother. I now go outside our home with joy and a song inside my heart. I no longer think of my problem. I think of what God is doing. God has used you to bring a marvelous change in me. My husband also thanks you for his life is changed. He has a new wife. Everything about our home is transformed. I no longer sit around feeling sorry for myself. I know that God is truly blessing me with everything good. My comments. 
This letter gives those who have problems with their families something to think about. As you meditate on what God has done for this daughter, perhaps you'll see that he can do marvelous things for you. In the situation in which you find yourself, God has promised to use everything for our good. If we will trust him, Satan was using a mother's life to destroy a daughter's peace of mind. Now a daughter is using her praise and faith in God to destroy Satan's work and to draw her mother to Christ. 1 John 3.8 says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Our next letter is called a cab driver. Peter was angry, bitter, filled with resentment, and he had good reason to be. From a human standpoint, he was in a prison that had a church member as its cornerstone. Cornerstone. When Peter was 20 years old, his parents operated a small bakery in Brooklyn. They worked hard and by frugal living had put their three boys through high school. A friend in their church said, you should expand your bakery so you could hire someone to work for you and not have to work so hard yourself. The idea sounded good to Peter and his brothers, so they encouraged their parents to expand the bakery. None of the sons worked in the business, and they wanted their parents to find a way to take it easier in their old age. Further talks with the man in the church revealed that he was willing to lend them the money. They borrowed from him and expanded the business. Everything looked beautiful. The sons rejoiced that their parents would soon be able to relax a little and hire someone to do the hard work. When Peter's parents made their first payment on the loan, they tried to figure out how long it would take to pay off the loan. They were confused when they discovered that after the first payment, the total amount owed was greater than the amount they had originally borrowed. How could this possibly be, they asked. The man who has loaned the money, this is what you agreed to on the papers you signed, was his only answer. They kept making the payments, but the amount owed and the interest due continued to grow. Eventually, the burden became so heavy that they lost the entire business to their fellow church member. Peter lived with his parents and supported them by driving a taxi cab. His bitterness and anger grew year after year. He was he says, I laid awake at night thinking of things I could do to that church member who had robbed my parents. The only reason I didn't do anything to him was that I could never think of anything bad enough for what he had done to my parents. Whenever anyone got into Peter's cab and started any kind of conversation about religion, Peter would pull to the curb and say, If you want to get out, okay, but don't talk about religion in my cab. The parents grew in bitterness as they faced lifelong dependence upon their hard-working son. One day, a man left a book on the seat of Peter's cab. He was gone before Peter realized the book had something to do with religion. Prison, he read. Then he thought, that's where the church members should be if there was any justice in this world. Because he had nothing better to do, Peter glanced through the first pages of Prison of Praise. The plot interests him. So he kept reading until another passenger got into the cab. 
Throughout the day, he read whenever he was free. By late afternoon, he had completed the book and God had reached his heart. Bitterness flowed out with his tears as he asked God to forgive his own failures. God, for ten years I have hated that man. I see now that you have used him to bring me to Christ. Please forgive him and me. Thank you for what he did. Peace so filled his mind that he yearned to share his new understanding with his mother and father. After dinner that evening, he was sitting in the living room with his father, silently praying for God to show him how to share his discovery with his parents. Just then, there was a knock on the door, and his father went to answer it. There stood the man who had robbed them of the business. They hadn't seen him for ten years. God has made me so miserable and guilty that I have to come and beg you for your forgiveness, the man said. The son's heart leaped for joy. God already answered his praise, but the father was unmoved and silent. Your bakery has grown and prospered. It has worked several times what it was ten years ago. God has told me I must give it back to you. Here are all the papers you need. The son could hardly believe his ears. How could God move so quickly? When he looked at his father, he knew that a greater miracle had happened. Tears of joy were running down his father's face. The bitterness was gone. Peter's family is now prosperous, but more importantly, they are a family filled with praise. Yes, the heart of man is deceitful, but God is still able to melt the most stubborn if we trust him. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through Jesus Christ. Romans 3, 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through Jesus Christ. Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 27:14. I said, I said, wait for the Lord. Let your heart take courage. Wait upon Him. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. John 14, 27. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Ephesians 6.10 Be strong in the Lord.
and in the strength of his might. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. So we do not lose heart, though our heart itself is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light monetary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are so, as things in the future. Isaiah forty thirty one. But they who wait up for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40:31. Deuteronomy 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God, it is he who gives with goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 Psalms 29.11 May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. First Peter 5.10 And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory, in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Second Corinthians 12.9 But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. John 16.33 I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Psalm 18.2 The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The Lord is my rock. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. 
Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we all, all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ, Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Psalm 23, 4, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ, and I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, and hard things. Zechariah 4.6 Then he said to me, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, Not by might, not by power, but my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. First Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Nehemiah 8.10 Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. First Corinthians Chronicles 16.11 Seek the Lord and His strength. See His presence continually. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Second Timothy 1.7 For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Power, love, and self-control. Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah 12.2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Psalm 73:26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strong of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27.1 The Lord is my light and my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places to the choir master, the stringed instruments. Habakkuk 3.19 God, the Lord, He is my strength. He makes my feet like a deer's feet climb over my mountain. Be strong and let your heart take courage. All you who wait for the Lord, take heart, take courage. Be strong. Psalm 3124. 1 Corinthians 16:13. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Isaiah 40, 29. Mark 12, 30. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Psalm 18, 1 and 2, a Psalm of David. I love you, Lord, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, Psalm 18, 1 through 2. I love you, Lord, my rock. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, Psalm 46, 1. Second Samuel twenty-two forty, for you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah 40, verse 4 and 5. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Second Thessalonians 3.3 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 1 Peter 4.11 Whoever speaks, speaks oracles of God. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. Psalm 28.7 Psalm 118.14 The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Psalm 18. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. 2 Timothy 4.17 But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Psalm 18.32 The God who equipped me with strength and made me made my way blameless. Psalm 18.32 The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Isaiah. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall be fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 30, 31. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Psalm 23, 1 and 2. 
Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Psalm 23, verse 4 and 5. 2 Corinthians 12, 10. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians 12.10 Ephesians 3.16 That according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord God is in your midst. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Psalm 138, 3. On the day I call, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. the day I call, you answered me. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and the spirit of joints and the moral and discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 Awesome is God from his sanctuary. The God of Israel, he is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. Psalm 68:35. Awesome is God from his sanctuary. The God of Israel, he is the one who gives power to his people and strength. The God who equips me with strength and made my way blameless, he made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a, a bowl of bronze. Psalm 18, 32-34 Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. James 5.16 And he said, O man, greatly love, fear not, peace be with you. 
Be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Daniel 10.19 Old man greatly loved. Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Jeremiah 32.17 Alas, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Isaiah thirty fifteen. In returning and rest. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Isaiah, the fear not of Isaiah, the fear not of Isaiah, 41, chapter 41, verses 10 through 14. Fear not appears three times in this text, five reasons we should not fear. One, God's presence is with us, for it says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. His companionship under all circumstances and all places guarantees our safety. Number two, God's relation to us as our God. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. He gives himself to us. We have the use of his name, folks. Reason number three, the strength he promises to give us, I will strengthen thee. This is actually imparted strength to us. Very important. Imparted strength to us. Number four. He promises of help. Yeah, I will help thee. Not only does he give us actual strength, but he adds his strength to us. Thank you, God. Number five. His upholding. Yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. This is more than strength, more than help. It is God undertaking the entire responsibility for our care. In Isaiah 43, 1 and 7, four reasons to fear not. Four reasons to fear not. One... I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. The fact he has purchased us with the precious blood should be enough to guarantee every blessing we need. He will freely give us all things, Romans 8.32. 
after Calvary, anything. He says, thou art mine, we are his property, he will take care of his property. Reason number two, why we should not fear. He promises to go with us through the waters and the fires. In the dark hour, we know his consolations. Thou hast known my soul in adversities, Psalm 31, 7. The consolation of God far outweighs the pressure of our troubles. Reason number three, why we should not fear. Isaiah 43, 3 and 4. There is a suggestion here of the infinite pains and trouble that God has had with us. He is not likely to fail us. Nothing can work against his will. Reason number four, why we should not fear. He promises spiritual fruit. The seed we sow may seem to perish, but we shall all come rejoicing, bringing our sheaves with us. The word will take, folks. It has taken. And that's why we're here listening. We're being fertilized. Hallelujah. These, these are some more fear knots. In Isaiah 44, 1 through 5, he comforts his children with promises of great spiritual blessings. The Holy Spirit is the best antidote to our fears. When he comes in, all the interests of his good costs are safe and all fears are turned to thanksgiving and rejoicing. Isaiah 44, 1 through 5. In this passage, he comforts his children with promises of great spiritual blessings. The Holy Spirit is the best antidote to our fears. When he comes in, all the interests of his good cause are safe and all fears are turned to thanksgiving and rejoicing. In Isaiah 51, 12 to 13, there's two reasons here. This passage shows the sin of fear. It is an act of unbelief. It leads us to forget the Lord our Maker. It comes because people are problem conscience instead of power conscience. Remember, the Lord has done great things, powerful things. Holy is His name. Luke 149. And that's... Okay, the other fear, fear of the oppressor is foolishness. If you fear the oppressor, that's foolishness. People are worried about things that never come to pass. What a waste of a life to worry. And all it is is a mere habit. We could have built a mere habit to believe and to praise God, to have love. This would have been our operating system, Lucas 149, if we would have learned this as a child. For he has done great things for me, powerful things for me. Luke 149. 
Isaiah 25.1 says, Lord, you are my God, and I praise you and I bless your name, for you have realized to me admirable plains, fields securely, even from times of old. In Isaiah 54, 4 and 17, there's four great reasons are given for fear not. His personal relation to his own, thy maker is thy husband. The husband cherishes his wife even at the cost of his life. The love of a true, of a true wife is stronger than death. God loves his children equally with his son, John 17, 23. We should not be put to shame, nor be confounded. Isaiah 54.4 Reason number two we shall fear not is His covenant and oath. So I have sworn that I will not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. Isaiah 54.9 Many Christians are under the law, and they look to God as though they ever expect to a frown or a blow. We should live in such a perfect love that we could not imagine his failing us or forgetting us. Christ has died for us, and God in his great love is striving to get us to forget that there ever was sin between his heart and ours. He promised us his protection care, 5417. There will be enemies. There will be temptations. He wants our spirit so embodied to be preserved blameless unto his coming. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 Preserved means to guard from loss or injury by keeping the eye upon. It corresponds with the declaration in Jesus in Luke 10.19. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. It simply means God will protect us from all the sickness and crippling diseases of the devil. It does not include the category of suffering that Jesus suffered for righteousness' sake. Reason to fear not, he promised us his own righteousness. Jesus is made unto us righteousness. Jesus is made unto us righteousness. We claim it, we believe it, we take it. 1 Corinthians 1.30, we receive the gift of righteousness. Romans 5.17 Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who's going to blame us? It is God that has justified us, cleared us up. Romans 8.33-34 I have accepted. The key, folks, is accepting. Open up your heart and accept God's gift of righteousness. Who can charge me with unrighteousness? Some considerations that will help us rid of fear. The fear that torments. The devil fears are always falsehood. His suggestions are always lies, and if lies, they cannot harm. If fear comes from Satan, then we conclude there is nothing to fear. Fear is dangerous. It turns to fact that things we fear. Fear is dangerous. It turns into fact the things we fear. It creates evil just as faith creates good. The remedy for fear is faith and love. Perfect love casts out fear. 1 John 4, 17, 18. 
Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Love is made perfect because we dwell in him who is love. 1 John 4.16 Folks, he promises protection. There will be enemies. There will be temptations. He wants our spirit, soul, and body to be preserved blameless unto his coming. He promised us his own righteousness. Jesus is made unto his righteousness. 1 Corinthians 1.30 Write that down for an hour or two over and over again. I say, I accept this. And those are called principles. Write these principles down over and over again. 500 times. Get them into your heart. We receive the gift of righteousness. Romans 5.17 Write them 500 times to get them in your heart. Except I am easily and happily receiving the gift of righteousness. Who shall lay anything to charge to God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Romans 8, 34 I have accepted God's gift of righteousness. Who can charge me with unrighteousness? Including our memory, our habits, ourselves. The devil's fears, remember, they are always falsehoods. His suggestions are always lies, and if lies, they cannot harm. If fear comes from Satan, then we conclude there is nothing to fear. If a fear comes, tell that fear, Thank you, fear. You just reminded me to start praising the Lord, that I have an advocate, that I have a way out. And that's the love of God. Thank you, fear. You just remind me to thank God for his love, to bring love into the scene. And before you know it, that suggestion of fear will dissipate. It will run like the dickens over the hill. Thank you for coming to today's communion service, reading the Word of God, and taking communion, and praying for our coming week. Sunday Mass service. Today, uh, November the 28th, Sunday. 
I pray you have a wonderful Thanksgiving day and you are grateful for health, family, the nation, the country. Let's go ahead and uh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love is everlasting. We give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his love is everlasting. Let us access that love. Let us understand that God's love and his mercies are new every morning. He has solutions for us. He has satisfaction for us. He has love in nature and love inside of ourselves. Let us ask him to cleanse us and to forgive us of all our sins before we take communion. Father, please forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of all that I, I thought about wrong or done wrong. May I be aligned with your righteousness, Lord. I confess anything that, that might harm or been disrespectful to your word and your ways. <clears throat> Forgive me. <clears throat> Forgive me, Lord, for the many wrong things I do. Look at YouTube things that are not good for me. Speak words that are not good for me. Have thoughts that are not good for me. Lord, thank you for cleansing us with the blood of Jesus Christ, your Son. Thank you for giving us pardon, Lord. Forgiveness. We receive your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was wrong, and I'm sorry, and forgive me. Cleanse me, Lord. Let's go ahead and take communion now. We're <clears throat> Let's uh, put it on pause if you need to go get your elements, your bread, and your juice. Remember that the Lord, He reigns forever and ever, and He will give us <clears throat> the peace, the gift of peace. <clears throat> which is the gift of Jesus Christ. He came to give to us. It's the great exchange. Our guilt for his peace. Our shame for his peace. Our, our sadness for his peace. And many other fine, fine qualities, folks. We acknowledge that we're sinners and we need his help. I need help, Lord. Help me today. Restore. Restore me today. Make me brand new, Lord, according to your word and your purposes. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this Lamb of God that died for us, that was sacrificed. Thank you, Father, for Jesus Christ, for being put on the cross for my sins, Lord. Take away my loneliness and my heartaches, my broken heart, Lord. Thank you for your restoration. I am restored in Jesus' name. I am made good. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Today, I am brand new because of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, <clears throat> that you said, do this in remembrance of me. We do this in remembrance of you, Jesus. We take the elements, Lord. 
This is my body broken for you for the remission of sins. Let's break the body and take the elements. The body of Christ. Imagine Jesus on the cross. Imagine the blood coming down. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. Thank you, Jesus, for taking away my pain and my loneliness, Lord. Take a deep breath. Keep watching Jesus on the cross. See the blood streaming down. Thank you, Jesus, for taking all the heartaches, all the confusion, all the sadness. Thank you, Jesus, for eliminating death, taking death away. Thank you for healing, restoration, newness of life, Lord. Thank you, Lord, taking away my poverty, ignorance, and loneliness. Thank you for thy salvation. Thank you for saving us, Lord, and saving me. Let's go ahead and take the, the blood of Christ, the covenant that was cut for us, Lord. Thank you for your wedges. Thank you for the hurts in the back that by your stripes I am healed, Jesus. By your stripes I am restored, Jesus. I am made righteous. Thank you for paying the price for me, Jesus. All my sickness, all my disease, all my ugliness and my sins, thank you for taking them away through your sacrifice on the cross. And thank for the blood of Jesus that makes and ratifies and this covenant with God, the Father, this agreement that through Jesus' sacrifice, and he paid all the sins for us and restored us through his blood, the covenant, the strength of the blood of Christ. We agree, Lord, to praise you and to thank you and to worship you and to enjoy what Jesus provided for us. Everlasting life, harmony, joy and laughter. We rejoice in it and thankful for it. Amen. Amen. Our first reading for today is we give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his love is everlasting. We give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his love is everlasting. A reading and now, bless the God of all who has done wondrous things on earth, who helps us to grow and makes us well. He grants us joy in our hearts and peace among us through his Son, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever and ever. Alleluia. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Bless his word today. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty.
Praise you, servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, both now and forever. From the rising of the setting of the sun is the name of the Lord to be praised. High above all nations is the Lord above the heavens, is his glory. Who is like the Lord our God, who is enthroned on high and looks upon the heavens and the earth below? He raises up the lowly from the dust. From the dunghill he lifts up the poor. He seats them with his princes, with the princes of his people. A second reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you were enriched in every way, with all discord and all knowledge, and the testimony of Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you are called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. 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 Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. In all circumstances, we give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. In all circumstances, any attacks we get from the enemy, we give thanks to God. For with God, all things are possible. We get joy and love as our shield when we give thanks for something bad. When something attacks us, we give thanks for it, and love comes in, and the love protects us. We don't make the mistake of cursing and cussing and and having hate. Fire cannot fight fire. You fight fire with water. You fight fire with the love of God, which is the Word of God, with love. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. The Lord be with you and also with you. Everyone say, Glory to you, Lord. Luke chapter 17. As you continue his journey to Jerusalem, as Jesus continued, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. 
They stood at the distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourself to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please, would you please repeat that with me? Say, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, we give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his great love is without end. Amen. Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When they cried out in faith and believing with love, they were healed with mentioning the word Jesus, Master. When they started going to go show themselves, they acted on faith. As they went, they were healed. We prayed as we go in faith today to our works, to our establishments, to our families. We go in, and as we go, our actions, as we do the right things, speak the right words, as we stay in love, giving people comfort and the benefit of the doubt, as we stay helpful and joyful, and we speak right words, and believe in goodness of God and appreciate other people, then we are healed and the, the love of God is established us, which is a boat, a boat that will take us to the tranquility of life, no matter what storms are hitting us. We act in faith, in believing, receive the goodness, the power, the strength, the peace of God. We are more than conquerors through Christ that loves us. We got this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Go in peace, everyone. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. Smile and give you his countenance and his friendship. Amen. Go in peace. Our Sunday Mass service has ended.